In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. All right. So, uh, this week, we're talking about a TV episode which features a computerized dating service. Um, And it is set in the, well, for this show, it's set in the future, but of course, for us, it's deeply in the past. Um, (laughs) So, their rendering of the computer dating service is rather different from what things have become in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question for you, Amy, is um, would you be interested in not really a dating app because that is too haphazard, but if you could be in some sort of a computerized dating database that did the matching for you, would you be interested in that as a service? Okay. Now, a few follow-up questions from me. Sure. Do I have to provide any sort of, like, my interests or, like, stuff like that? <laughs> or, does, or does it just, like, know my shit and it um, just, like, enters? I think based on this TV show, you have to do what they're calling a personality test. So you do that once, and then your information is filed in the system, and that's and then you get like you get notified when someone who has like a similar something like whatever they do their compatibility matches. Yeah, they like do their compatibility algorithm or what have you. And then and you they could, like, say, withdraw yourself from it at any time if you so choose. Yes, yes. I mean, I guess for the purpose of not such a cynical answer, I guess I'd say sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't like hold my breath for it to work or anything. Sure. Um, yeah. But it seems a little. <laughs> I will say it seems a little less daunting than actually what we do have as a dating, you know, as dating sites go, because there is a lot of like self procurement that seems off putting to me personally. <laughs> yeah. So if I just had to like answer some like questions or whatever this personality test is, that like a one time thing, boom, I'm in a database. Sure. I mean, is there a creepiness aspect to it? Also, yes. But mm. oh, especially with like what we know of like 
the internet now. I feel like it could be, <laughs> it could get out of out of hand quickly. But and like, who, and like, who has your information? Like, is it directly oh, out sure. to the people? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want my phone number on there. <laughs> like, um, I would have some. I would have some caveats, but I would be open to it, perhaps. Yeah, I think. You? Yeah, I think I would much prefer this model to the dating app <laughs> model that we yeah. live with. Although maybe there are some. Like I don't know. I often see ads for things like eHarmony and such. And I wonder if that is more based on this kind of different model of like you answer questions and then we do the matching bit for you. Um, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know, but I, I sort of thought eHarmony was still similar to all the other dating apps, but you might be right. Maybe that's more what's going on there. Yeah, but I definitely like the idea of taking my self out of it, which sounds weird, I, yes. but like let someone else <laughs> do the work. work. Yeah. Like so, yeah, someone the, else do the work of finding the matches. And then, uh, then my only job is to like, admittedly, as you say, like, let's make sure that however I'm put in touch with these people is secure. secure. And like, and like, okay, I don't want to like. I've come up with a like, better idea as we sit here. Okay. It's, called million dollar matchmaker <laughs> okay great of course no, you mean no. the reality television program <laughs> yeah no not really it's a joke but like something but it but an actual matchmaker actually does sound a very archaic but also kind of um appealing in its way sure because even besides million million dollar millionaire matchmaker whatever it's called yeah i know um, precisely the show and woman that you're referring to <laughs> but there's also other ones that are like uh jewish matchmaker or like mm-hmm. i've seen other ones like that yeah there's one yeah. Where, that's on netflix that i think is like indian matchmaker yes as well yes i've watched both of those and the thing about those that's like it's weird but also appealing is that, yeah, you just, like, kind of talk through... They have their own databases of people, I guess. That's right. Um, and you just talk through them. I'm looking for serious. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for uh, whatever, whatever. And then they match you up. And it is a lot less, like, making a personal ad for yourself. Yeah. Which is what dating apps feel like. Yeah, no, I so I just googled matchmaker Melbourne and there is quite a quite a brisk trade. Um, I bet in that because of course there is because everyone is hoping to meet somebody who isn't terrible. But the thing is, I wouldn't want to pay um, for it either. Like I'm a cheap ass. Like that. This would be my stumbling block with like all of this is like I wouldn't want to have to pay. Yes, um, like. I, I, yeah, it's hard to say, but like what I will say is like, cause now mo- like I've had like, so I can't remember if I officially told you this or what, but, um, I like officially went off dating apps some months ago, like even like well mm-hmm. before Christmas. And the main reason I did that, well, there were a number of contributing factors, but the primary reason was that I was like, I'm putting in a lot of time between swiping through people, 
matching with people, messaging with people. It, it, it takes a certain amount of messaging and then you try, you finally arrange to meet up with someone. And then, but literally I kept going on dates because of course you're like on a date with someone who is a literal stranger. Um, and, and no matter how much like messaging you might do before, I'm still like not the sort of person. I also wonder if this is an age thing as well. Like I don't get a lot of emotional connection off texting with someone. So like to me, I'm like, yeah, you're also like texting with men, right? Yes. But I don't think that's really the issue. I think I do, but um, but go on. Uh, but I, like, I, I genuinely wonder though, I could be wrong here. I do think younger people who are more like of Mm. a certain, like where texting is like the only form of of communication in some senses, like, I'm like, maybe someone who's younger would actually start to develop some sort of emotional interest in somebody even before the dates because of the messages. Right. Like that's interesting. Well, also I think what, well, where I thought you kind of were going with that, but I think the same ish is with that being a more normal form of communication for younger people they might be more vulnerable in those messages could be yeah they might actually share more or like be more real or whatever right you know i feel Um, like yeah i think it could be it's more likely people our age are going to be like what time do we meet? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not nearly as bad as that in texting, but I, but I, but what it is like, what it is like, what I think can throw shoe, I said throw shoe. I mean, show through, um, is that, you know, you can tell if someone's a bit funny, you can tell if someone's mm-hmm. a bit clever, you know, and you can tell the opposite of those things as well. Um, but 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 now I'm get stressed about like if I'm funny through through text messages. But <laughs> but but yeah, I mean it's not a hundred percent guarantee either way. But like yeah. But what I can't do via these texts is start like getting excited about the first date like that. Oh, I'm just like okay. I just don't like emotionally I'm not get like this can be in a fun texting thing or like you know. But it's I'm not getting emotions. I'm not building okay. up to excitement for the date. So then you get to the date, and if you're like me, as soon as you see this person, you're like, no. Like, immediately. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. But you've seen pictures of them. Right, and like the pictures... situation or the pictures are no, not accurate? No, I've, I've only once been on a date with someone where I was like... Those pictures, pictures of you, are from 10 years ago. yes, at least, you know, like, or yeah. are some of the most forgiving photographs I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I, that's only <laughs> happened to me once. Um, okay. No, everyone else certainly looks like their photo and that's fine, but it's like, how but do you I need put, the, if you need the in-person to be like, yes. is there a kind of, yeah, there a, do I feel attraction? like attraction? Cause like it's, it's, how do I put this? Like, you can see a photo of someone and be like, hot, not hot. Like, you know, like that's easy. <laughs> like, sure. But whether or not it's going to like work for you in real life is a different sort of set of parameters, sure. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so for me, yeah, it's and now you've I've, wasted your time. You've gone correct. through the, all the, and the layers. You, so you've of, done this whole thing, and then you're on this date with this utter stranger, and you determine maybe some people take slightly more than B, but I would say most people know within the first five to ten minutes whether they're really into it or not. And but then you're stuck so for at least another hour of like just okay. to be polite. And so 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 this is all to circle back to my saying this is why a dating service where I just I I like just like plug in You haven't done the work. my yeah. particulars and then they yeah. say we've like these matches seem good. Now you'd still have the same issue of like I'm meeting a stranger and we have Person, no yeah. rapport. Like that that okay, is wait. an issue for sure. Um, I but I would like to believe that because the service has like done certain types of vetting, I might have a better chance. Like it would be like less dates, but hopefully better outcomes, maybe. Or like better quality. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it still seems like it could be a crapshoot. But yes, like, I mean, I've sure. watched some of those shows and some people are like insanely particular. Like it's it's absolutely wild. But not that you shouldn't be particular, but like some of these people, it's like, okay. Yeah, I I have watched them as well. I I have. You might want to adjust just a touch because, like, let's be real. You look like a garbage dump, so you're not not like gonna get the hottest woman in America. Like, (laughs) oh, I was thinking of like the women that were maintenance actually, but like, yes, yes, yes. And that's the whole thing. I guess we can wrap up here and then talk about the show. But like, this is the whole thing about like dating apps too charge you money and they promise that they're going to give like something's going to be better when the more money you put into the thing and and a dating service also costs money you know like and so you're gonna you're gonna have to pay somewhere along the line but i guess the hope is that you're not going to pay with your life like in this TV show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I am Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my sister and co-host, Amy Walsh. And Amy, why don't you tell them what we're talking about today? Well, we are talking about a show called Man and Machine from 1992. Indeed. Um, And do you want to read the IMDb description of this television series? Yes. I would have liked to have read it before I watched it, too, to be honest. But um, (laughs) it reads, In the near future, cop Bobby Mann is teamed with a voluptuous robot partner, Sergeant Eve Edison. He's a brash, wisecracking maverick. She's serious, naive, by the book, and tends to take things literally. In this hour-long series, the two detectives learn from each other while solving a variety of crimes. Now that sounds pretty good. It does. In its its way. It's sort of like Criminal Minds with like a little robot twist. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how many cop shows are we going to have where we've got one brash, wise, cracking maverick and one (laughs) serious, naive, by-the-book dweeb? Like, how many? I mean, always. Uh, I mean, I would like to talk to some real cops and be like, is that... I mean, I guess... Yeah, is this always the way? I guess. and, And I feel like... Probably most people who opt into the profession of police officer see themselves as the brash wisecracker rather than the serious by the book annoying person. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Who's to say? 
I don't know that that would be how they see themselves. I think it might be the more accurate description of what they are. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then this episode is called Dating Game, thus the reason we're talking about dating services, as you will see. Um, it is the second episode of only nine episodes that the show ever made. Um, now, I will say I'm not fully surprised about that. No, no. I, I mean... <laughs> Not like, to foreshadow or anything. Yeah. Um, and so this aired originally on the 12th of April, 1992. So this was a mid-season replacement show. Um, uh, okay. And so just for, like, uh, people's edification, in the United States, especially at this time, uh, the, there were there was kind of like, yeah, your mid-season shows that would start kind of airing typically yeah around like april ish and they would be these test runs of different shows um because most long-standing well-performing uh sitcoms in particular would have little breaks or little hiatuses or you know they wouldn't tape as many episodes in a given season maybe because someone's going on maternity leave or whatever or going to rehab or whatever um and so oftentimes new tv series are tested in this way where it's like give us like 10 to 13 episodes we'll start running them when we have these like little kind of holes in the schedule and we'll see how they perform. And if they perform well enough, we'll allow you to have a full second season with a full 24-episode remit. So, for example, a, mid, an, a successful mid-season replacement show was Parks and Recreation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's why, like, their first season is only, like, 13 episodes. Yeah, because it's a oh, test run. Um, so this was, this was one of those. Um... And so uh, it, however, did not perform very well. Uh, NBC uh, pulled it after four episodes aired. So this is actually one that actually aired, um, unlike some of the others. And then the last five of the nine played over the summer, you know, during, again, for those of you who don't know about this, in the United States, um, for a very long time, the summer was the moment of reruns. Um, so if you wanted some new content, then you just sort of dumped in whatever was left that you didn't really want. Um, now, intriguingly, I think this is very interesting. This show, and I even wrote it in my notes at the end when I saw their names. This show is um, created by Dick Wolf and Robert De Laurentiis. Um, do you know who Dick Wolf is or what he's known yeah, for? Yeah, he's the Law and Order guy. Indeed. Um, he's made all of those yeah. <laughs> things. Um, so quite quite a big... And, and in fact, I think Law & Order had just begun when he made this. Um, I don't remember if Robert De Laurentiis... Well, at the, um, at the end of this episode, like there was a little bit of like commercially stuff happening. For Law & Order. Like, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, this show's on after Law and Order, before Law and Order, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and we'll see that there's quite a bit of crossover with some of the people, uh, some of the cast members of this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't really know who Robert De Laurentiis is. He seems to be just some, some sort of a business guy. Um, hmm. But anyway, he, I was just really surprised. I was like, these people make good TV shows. What's this? Um, well, I mean, I think everybody kind of, you know, has the ability to make a stinker or two, you know? Yeah, I, I suppose. And especially, like, as Dick Wolf has shown, once he hit his Law & Order stride, even some of those spinoffs were not great um, or were no. not popular. So... No, to but each they still, because it had the Law and Order night name in it. People in the, the in the same kind of he what worked was the format itself. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, intriguingly, at the time, part of the reason why this show did not do well is because some people said that it was too similar to a show that existed in the nineteen seventies called Holmes and Yo Yo, which was similarly about. Two cops, one of whom was an android. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Like, we get it. We like cop shows and we like androids, but like, <laughs> there. Okay, that's crazy. And also the fact that it's called Holmes and Yo Yo is kind of crazy. I know. Um, now I will save one piece of this like build up to when we talk about the character Sergeant Eve Edison. But I also thought this was useful to let us know. This show is set 20 years in the future from 1992, so it is set in the year 2012, which is 12 years ago. <laughs> we got some catching up to do is all I got to say to that. Although, I mean, this one isn't as bad as some in terms of, like, like the dating service thing seems basically pretty average like that what you would have had in 2012 of like like I think even eHarmony existed in 2012 where it's like fill out a personality test we'll get back to you so like that bit isn't the hard one to believe it's more like the fact that there is yeah which I learned a fun word as a result of this so apparently um when it's a woman... If it's the word I think you're about to say, I don't like this word. <laughs> when it's a woman... When the form of the artificial life takes the form of a woman, it is not called an android, but rather a gynoid. I don't like that. Are you saying that's the word you like? Yeah, I, I thought like it was that. funny. <laughs> I hate it, in fact. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, because it reminds me I don't of the like gynecologist. It yet, yeah, I don't like it. And at the same time, the next time I go to the gynecologist, I'm going to call her a gynoid. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have to go to that gynoid again. But I don't like that word. No. I just find it I funny because I'd never, I guess what it, funny maybe isn't even quite the right word. I was just struck by how I had never run across that word before in all yeah. of my dealings with science fiction. I had never... And I was like, well, yeah, I guess that is true because um, like that root word, andro and gyno is... Andro means man. Gyno means woman. Um, so it oh. makes sense that I an android like would be... For I don't men like the root word. Like gynophobia. Oh god. Ooh, I love that. The fear of women. That's funny. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. A person with gynophobia may experience, sorry, may experience the intense and irrational fear around women or at the thought of them. Oh, my God. The very thought that. of women is enough. That's what if, is there Is there the what opposite? If, Androphobia? Probably. But if you, what if I you were that. a gynophobic? I know you've got androphobia. Um, what if you were a gynophobic and you were a woman? That would be terrible. I bet. Right? Mm. Or is it other, is it like, maybe it's other women, not yourself, but maybe it yourself. Wow. For some people, even images of men bring on immediate phobia symptoms. I. <laughs> You're pretty close, man. It's, you are pretty close <laughs> to that. It's phobia. It's not funny because, like, I'm sure that's very real to some people. But, like, it's a little bit funny to me to think of someone being so viscerally, like, afraid. Afraid is that makes it sound sadder. But, like, viscerally have a distaste for men that's that strong. That's funny to me. That, like, me, the um, mere image of them is enough. Immediate phobia symptoms. This is wow. now reminding me of one of our usual um, or semi-usual moments on this show where you ask me if certain men are handsome or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. To be real clear, I will not be asking you that about any of the men on this show. No, and that's because... fair because I I agree with you on that one. So oh, well, nothing to discuss. Say, they all kind of like all kind of look like and I also couldn't tell them apart and I also like couldn't really tell a lot of features that were happening on anybody yes. because of the quality. <laughs> yes, that's all all of that is also very fair. Um <laughs> so with that being said then let's talk about the cast because uh this is a bit of a uh, a mixed bag of people. Um <laughs> so the titular man M A N um, is Detective Bobby Mann, played by a 40-year-old David Andrews, who I was surprised to realize that we actually spoke about because he is the main Cherry character 2000. in Cherry 2000. Well, not he's not Cherry, but he's the, lo- he's the guy who loves mm-hmm. Cherry. Interesting. So we already discussed him. I remembered him. Agreed. No, nor I. Um, then we have Sergeant Eve Edison, played by a 22-year-old Yancey Butler, um, who is the daughter of Joe Butler, who was the drummer for the band The Love and Spoonful. Um, like her name. Yep. And then uh, she was in an episode of Law & Order when it came out, which I, I want to say it came out in 91, so it was super new. Oh. Um, and was also at the time perceived as very edgy in those days. It's like it's become something different, but at the time it was quite edgy and like kind of critically uh, loved and stuff. So she was on an episode of that, and then Dick Wolf was like, oh, let's like put you in some other thing that's like more you focused. Um, And she did do well in this show, like... Even though the show itself was pretty much panned and everyone hated it, uh, Butler herself did get some fairly good reviews um, for her portrayal of a gynoid. Um, <clears throat> she then goes on to be in the movie Hard Target with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and hmm. then in a TV series called Witchblade, which I think is where she actually develops quite a bit of a kind of cult following. Um, Because the show itself, like Witchblade is only on 
I think for like maybe two or three seasons, it's it's barely a show as well. Mm. Um, and then she appeared more recently in Kick-Ass um, and continues to work. She's got four upcoming things. So um, she has had, I would say, quite a consistent career, if not super glamorous. Um, and that's pretty good. Uh, then we have Captain Margaret Claghorn, played by a 40-year-old S. Epatha Merkerson. And <laughs> I couldn't believe when I saw her in this show. I love that. It was great. I was so excited about it. Um, <laughs> and at first I was like, how do I know this woman? And then I was like, oh, it's the 391 episodes of Law & Order that she was in. That's how I know oh, her. Of <laughs> I just know the name from even, like, Law & Order. Like, love her. Yeah. Um, now, it w- it'll probably come as no surprise to you that because she's also in Law and & Order and that's films in New York, she also has done quite a lot of stage work over mm-hmm. her life as well. Um, more, once Law & Order ended, she now has done 164 episodes of Chicago Med, um, she okay, just... Okay, okay, really quick. Did you know that there is on, um, some night on NBC, there is three hours of programming. It goes, like, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med. Did you know that? Um, I didn't know that they all played on the same evening of television, yeah. but I did know that all three of those entities existed and then I, sur- I surmised that they were somehow connected in some way, but I wasn't. I don't know that the stories sure. or anything are connected in any way, or there's like any crossover characters. But it's intense. I think <laughs> I'll just put so. It that way, it's an intense f- three-hour yeah. TV. I feel like I possibly know from other, both from Esipatha and from other people that we've looked at. I think sometimes some of the characters do. Like oh, I would believe go that. across okay. the different ones, even though they're primarily sure. located in one like portion yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. I think they right. sometimes do. Because also, if you're doing right. that and you're doing network TV, of course you know that the thing you're going to do on like a big sweeps week is um, have them a, all come a th- together. Yeah, a three parter where like the story starts yeah, with the one, be a, and then the there's going to be a big next. fire. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be, yes. like, a big fire, and then the police will have to investigate it, and then all the people who are burned. Right, because there's going to be a big Ooh, fire. Yeah, a big <laughs> a big fire that turns out to be caused by a giant meth lab, and yep. then it's like, that's the police and the fire. and But then a lot of people are going to be hurt, and so then they've yep. got to go to the hospital. And, yeah, of course, naturally. Yeah. Boom, we figured it out. Um, Sweeps week. <laughs> We're full of great ideas today. Um, I also quite liked that one of her first characters on TV that she ever played was Reba the Mailwoman on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, that's funny. Um, And she's also got three upcoming gigs, so I think we'll be seeing quite a bit of Esipatha for the foreseeable future. Um, I like her. I'm a fan. Yeah, well, and now I'm realizing if this show is from 92, which is now unfortunately 32 years ago and i know it's like fucking rude as hell um (laughs) but then so she's 40 in this so she's 72 
She's killing it. That's great. Good for her. Um, and I haven't seen her lately, but I know even like in later episodes of Law and Order, she still looked good. Yeah, well, she's one of those people, and I think we've discussed this before because you did a theater program. So I think she strikes me as the sort of person who's probably looked the same since she was like 20. Yeah, I think that's right. And so then she's just going to ride that. Like, and probably when she was yeah. 20, she looked like 35 older. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, I and then I she, she kind of like stays in that window of like you between 35 and 50 for like the next <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I do think that's right because I think she does sort of have, even like in this, and she's, I guess, well, she's 40, but still she has quite a... Um, I don't know the greatest word, like maternal vibe. Or yeah, like a mature energy or mature, something. Mature energy, that's that's better. Yeah, yeah. So good for her. She's killing it. Um, <laughs> next, we have a character called Dr. Sidney Victor, played by a 41-year-old Daniel Gerald, um, who's a British guy, but I think if I, I mean, he barely had any lines, but I think he was doing an American accent in this. Mm. Um and he played the character Nigel in Drop Dead Fred, um, who I can't remember who Nigel was. Um, I never watched that movie. I watched it recently, and I think I even texted you when I was watching it because it traumatized me very badly. Um, really? It was very upsetting. Um, oh, interesting. Like, because Phoebe Cates is basically having a complete mental break with reality like that's what's happening um but she's a kid isn't she no she's a grown woman oh yeah maybe i don't understand what that movie is yeah anyway he was in it um okay then he's he's in this show he's in a couple episodes of sex in the city he's in an episode of law and order um and he sit and basically his career is mostly TV work kind of like single appearances on various different TV shows and he still seems mm-hmm. to be doing it so good for him um yep. and then finally this is the character who was a real surprise to me Tommy Chartra is the character's name and he's played by a 33-year-old John Hawks now I did not recognize this person when I was watching the TV show. As you said, like the picture quality wasn't great because it was on YouTube and like whatever. Um, but apparently, this guy is a bit of a, or has come to be a bit of a big deal because his breakout role was quite a number of years after this show, where he played Soul Star in Deadwood, um, mm, which I never, I never got. Show. Yeah, I don't really like Old West things, so that wasn't going to catch my eye, but apparently it was quite a big deal, and he was a rather important character in that show. Um, Mm -hmm. So he has the most credits of anyone in the rest of this cast, uh, in part because he does an incredible amount of TV work through the 80s and 90s. Um, Mm. And more, super most recently, he's in a... Oh no, not that one. Sorry. <laughs> it's not what it you think. I know. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you thought it was. And I briefly thought it as well when I saw that. And then I was like, no, I that's still know what you it. did last summer. <laughs> um, that one. I but, knew, I recognize him looking at his pictures. Yes. Yes. Especially as he gets as he gets older, 
that's how you recognize yeah. him. Um, and most, super most recently, he's in the newest season of True Detective that has Jodie Foster uh-huh. and takes place in Alaska. Oh. He's in that one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I'm trying to figure out if he was ever on um, Criminal Minds because I I him. feel I would have written that down had I seen it, but I'm not yeah. totally sure. Um, but so I guess not. Yeah, out of this crew, I think he he and Esapatha are the top ones out of yeah. this cast in terms of like their careers paying off in the long run. Um, In terms of the the show itself, we drop into the cold open and we're in a bathroom that has been set up for a romantic date of some kind. Um, There are candles around and champagne, um, but unfortunately we are viewing this uh, through somebody taking a crime scene video. Um... And what do we, way. yes. And so what, what, like who, what is, what do we see in addition to the candlelight and the champagne? What is the primary focus of this opening cold open? A, a dead body in a tub. Correct. We've got a dead lady in a tub who has Credits unfortunately roll. met her maker. <laughs> um... Then we have the credit scene where we're introduced to, uh, oh yeah, I will say I did like these credits because they seemed old timey even for 1992 where like uh, the credits get going and all of a sudden there's a voice that says, man, and it shows a picture of uh, David Andrews and then it says, and machine, and then it shows a picture of Yancey Butler, <laughs> and like, um, so I quite enjoyed that as a kind of schlocky open. Um, mm-hmm. But when we get once the credits clear, we are at the police station. Um, I will say something, and I don't know if this was to due to the picture quality or just like the set decoration choices, maybe both. But whenever they were in the police station, I could never tell what time of day it was. I couldn't tell what time of day it was generally anywhere or any time. Yeah, that's also true. Because of the picture quality, I would say I got a general vibe of what was happening more so than I knew what was happening. Mm, I mean... Like, it was hard for me to focus. Yeah. Um... So to me, it, in this scene, it seemed like what they were trying to suggest was that it was late at night at the police station, and okay. so there weren't that many people around because it was late at night. But then I was like, but at a police station, there would be people around no matter what time of day it is, right? Because like mm. crime can happen anytime. So I don't know. Um, you know, it's true. I was thinking last night the police showed up at the apartment building next door to me, and my first thought was like, Man, it's late to still be having to work. <laughs> I like not that I would generally feel bad for police, but I was like, it seems exhausting. That just yeah, like, it's tough. yeah. I want to just get in bed, and they have to like still be working. Right. Well, that's why they have different shifts. And so, anyway, I couldn't tell what was happening here. But then it turns out the reason the place is empty is because a hostage situation has developed within the police station. 
And man in particular is being held by a woman. Um, and this lady wants him to arrest her boyfriend for cheating. Um, which I'm I, just in case anyone doesn't know this, cheating is not nice, but it isn't illegal. So you cannot I mean, have anyone arrested for this, unfortunately. It's too bad. Should you want to. Um, <laughs> then, of course, this woman has a gun, so she starts wait, wait, kind wait, of... Wait, I'm sorry. I just... I'm so sorry. I'm going to derail this again. But can you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm God. Just, I'm just like... I'm, I'm just kind of laughing at the thought of cheating being illegal and, like, how many people would be in prison. Like... It would be we we no one would be no out the, on the, the world street, would like. effectively stop functioning. I think <laughs> um, it would be kind of a great experiment to see, like just for. Like, although you know, I think there are certain countries that do technically, well, not just technically, that it is illegal to do, um, but. Yeah. It, you know, I like mean, how, one of those how crimes, can you enforce this? Like, right. It's one of those crimes that even if it were criminalized, it would be hard to be like, everybody who does it is going to prison. Yeah. But it just would be, it will be a funny experiment to see like m- more of a magical thing than a realistic, <laughs> everybody who's, everybody who's ever cheated, boom, you go, you wake up in prison one day and literally the world would stop. I think. Yeah, it would be, and the thing is, is, like, if it wasn't up to you, like, if it was just, like, there's a line in the sand, and this is what cheating is, and truly, and without technicalities and without blurry timelines, this is what it is. Yeah. And then even the people who, in their heart of hearts, are like, oh, I've never cheated because these reasons, even they would end up behind bars, and then be like... There's literally four people, and they're all under the age of 14. That's all who's left, like, in this world. <laughs> I mean, let's hope there's some more. I mean, I guess I guess it would be true that, like, children. Oh, no. Okay. Though, but now, if then, if we expand the definition of cheating, not just in terms of, like, physical relationship cheating, but, like, cheating, like, cheating on a test or cheating mm. just... Then we're really, no. It, like, the whole world would be empty. We don't even empty. have kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, don't even, yeah. we don't have kids out there. <laughs> the world. Everyone would just be like, the world now is prison. We just have made we it a prison, prison planet. <laughs> it's a prison planet, and that's all that there is. We just all this. live on the inside now. Oh man, yeah. that'd be crazy. Okay. Anyway. So and so, needless to say, this woman is unhinged. She starts shooting yeah. her gun. Eve manages to subdue her and then after like kind of the problem is over Eve is curious because she's like this woman wants to kill her boyfriend she also wants to have him arrested but then she also says that she still loves him so Eve is like I think love is very confusing and man is like you got that right (laughs) (laughs) um so she, she decides she wants to learn more about it. Um, now, she has the great opportunity to do this because then we come back to the bathroom where the dead woman is in a tub, or maybe it's a new dead woman. I'm not it, totally sure. I guess what I wasn't... Yeah. 
I was thinking it was a new dead woman because they were acting like they very soon start acting like this is a serial situation. Yeah, that's right. I think, yeah, and I even wrote in my handwritten notes, it's previous, it's similar to a previous death. So I guess the cold open was something that happened some amount of time before and now they're finding a different one. Um, And this time Eve discovers that there are bite marks on the tongue of this woman, which suggests that she's been electrocuted. Um, gross. Not great. Is that a thing? I When you get electrocuted, your tongue looks like it's... Well... Bitten. Oh, you bite your tongue. You bite your tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not... I don't... Yeah. I think it's that like you I bite your weird. tongue. That's weird yeah. how that would disappear. Um, yeah. Um, so they go back to the police station where Man and Eve learn that the champagne that they found um, in the in the newest case, which I guess is the same brand as in the previous one. Um, yeah, they keep showing that champagne bottle. They do. And it's been drugged with something. Um, and they also discover that both of these women... So yeah, I guess it's two separate ladies. Um, both women used the same computer dating service and they both got matched to the same guy. Um, But when they try and speak to the owner slash creator of the dating service, um, he doesn't want to reveal who this same matches. So I don't know how they can know that they were matched to the same guy without knowing who that guy is. Um, Yeah. But that is Did the... they just surmise that? That's... Yeah, that is weird. And the dating app or dating site guy is that one who's in, like, the weird, like, talk show host suit jacket? Yes. Yeah, he's got... I feel like there's a vest situation possibly happening yeah, on it's him. something very weird early 90s that definitely wasn't still happening in 2012, I'll tell you that. No, no. Well, we've we've had vest talk many a time. Um, well, I know, but it was... Was it a vest or was... I feel like it was a weird... I thought it was a vest. Like, white jacket. Oh, I'm picturing a vest, but maybe we could be mistaking the guy who is the sleazy guy on the date... <laughs> And the guy who, who, yeah, because you're right. It's a bunch of white guys all of a similar age. So, you know, what are you to do? And a similar ugliness. Well, I was just going to say of a similar look. And I wouldn't call it. That's what I meant. I wouldn't call it (laughs) ugly so much as just generic. It's just like they look like a white guy. Like they're just like white guys. That's true. Um, Yeah, that's true. It's like that mad TV sketch with the lady who says he looks like a man. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what he looks like. <laughs> oh God, that skit is so problematic, but I do love it. It's true. Um, I've heard some people on a different podcast refer to that as the only funny thing Mad TV ever did, and I'm not. I mean, I don't disagree, even though it's super problematic. It's and a lot of the stuff they did was, let's be real, because the other like iconic things I remember from that show. You know, Didn't they have us. that one that was a man playing a kid and the kid was like super was he Stuart? fucked yeah, up yeah, or Stuart. something? Well, like, I think he definitely was like supposed to be challenged in some type of way. I don't right. know what that would be. Definitely a character you couldn't do now. Definitely creepy. Yeah. Um, and the only other character I remember from that show was... Um, Will Sasso did a character called El Señor de Bag of Crap. 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so that show was, I mean, yeah, I would say that that one lady was, that is the that's highlight of it. But the yeah, best. it is problematic. And it's, and it's concerning that that's the best. But nonetheless, it's, it really is. It's a useful phrase because it applies to this where all of these guys look like a man. That's like what they exactly. look like. Um, exactly. So when Man and Eve go to the dating agency, Dr. Mm-hmm. Victor is the guy who created this algorithm and created this whole thing. And he's he eventually, I guess, decides he is going to reveal this information, and he says that the guy that both of these women dated is a guy called Jeffrey Bosco, um, who he okay. appears briefly in this TV show. He's kind of a... And this is why I'm like, I wonder if you're thinking of him or... Because I'm picturing Dr. Victor, and he's kind of like an updated... Um, Wizard of Oz type look um, <laughs> with like a vest and then Jeffrey Bosco is the one who's like in a suit and looks like a scumbag because he is a scumbag um, and I literally have no idea at this point but I, I'll take your word the the main kind of issue here is or or that's useful as a plot point is that Dr. Victor tries to get Eve to join his dating service, and at this point she says no. Um, mm-hmm. When she returns to her apartment, like well, I mean, I think it's her apartment anyway, um, later that evening, she finds a bottle of the same champagne that has been found at the crime scenes on her counter, which mm-hmm. would be terrifying. I would just not drink it. But well, yeah. definitely not drink it, but like also, I would be like, how has this person? Yeah, how do they get in? What's happened? Um, but she's an android or a gynoid. Couldn't she? Could she not like? Well, <laughs> you're right. A place to see like what, like yeah, what I don't was breached or something. It's unclear to me what her powers are as a yeah. gynoid, and. I, but I think you might be right in the sense that, like, it's un- this is also unclear, but off from what we have seen of androids and artificial life prior to now in our other shows, I think we could surmise that she doesn't feel fear because she doesn't have emotions. Yeah, well, like, I think even later, like, when it was actually kind of a little bit really sad... <laughs> There's, later she like does get scared for the first time or she like feels weird for the first time or yeah. feels like assaulted for the first time and she like what is she she says something that's like very much like oof yeah and I forget what it was now but it was like it yikes. maybe was when well cause later she does go to be matched with the service and she's told that there are no matches for her and, yeah, she, like, goes back to man and is, like, am I going to be alone forever oh, maybe it's or that. something I like it was that. a little bit darker even than that where she, like, felt, hmm, maybe I'm misremembering. But anyway. Because um, um, I know she says that. that she's, she actually does seem like she does have some sort of emotional response to not having a match in the system. Okay, maybe that's what it is. But... Maybe there's other stuff too. Um, well, maybe that when he says the thing about she's only seven years old, maybe it's part that's of that. also bad. Well, yeah, because like yeah. that's what happens next is so like then 
she, of course, like, reports that this champagne bottle has shown up. And so she, Nan, and Captain Claghorn discuss whether or not it might be a good idea for Eve to go undercover and specifically kind of, like, engage with Bosco to see if he's the guy who's been killing people. Um, Mm -hmm. And Man is angry about this being even suggested because at this point, and it's unclear to me, because, I mean, this is only episode two. I think she comes online in the previous episode, so, like, she's only been active a very short time. Um, But according to Man, she's only seven years old emotionally, Um, which... Uh, I recently watched Poor Things, and that just brought me right back to this whole thing of, like, how many times are we going to need to see this whole thing of, like, oh, she's got a fully grown woman's body, but she's actually a child on the inside. What about that? And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, please stop doing this. I don't like it. Like, um, It really is a thing, and I, not to... We don't have to go there, I guess. But, like, I would say that people (laughs) in general, I won't say only men, people need to examine their thoughts as to why they may be attracted to someone, A, much, much younger than them. And I mean, like, much, much to the point where it's like. Like two decades or more. Yeah, where they're, like, at fully different points in their life. And and even if they're not, if they are someone who is emotionally stunted in some way, I don't yeah. know. But, like, it's, it's a weird, it's seemingly a weird loophole to things that are more illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to totally derail and have me rant about poor (laughs) things um but I but I and in fact I'm not even saying I think it's great that Emma Stone is getting recognition for her portrayal because I'm like it's a great one like I'm not debating that but what I don't really understand like because as well I'm like okay so if Eve is seven years old emotionally she shouldn't be a police officer either like yes she shouldn't be doing any of the things she's She should doing. be doing things that a seven-year-old would be doing so that she can mature. Or they should just, like... I mean, it seems like she's a, a computer I mean, android, gynoid, whatever. It, she will age more rapidly. Right, you know, exactly. Person, you don't have to... So just, like, give it yeah, a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you don't have to wait the equivalent of 21 years for her to get the emotional intelligence of a 21-year-old. But, like, surely at least wait that long... She will get there. ...before... Yeah, like, and maybe that takes a year. By having her being out in the field or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But, like, this doesn't seem... Yeah, it just... Yeah, there's there's quite a lot of stuff here that is not good. Um, Yeah. And yeah, and I and I just I'm like just if you want to have um, like I can appreciate the idea of like oh what would it be like if someone came into the world and they had kind of the capabilities of an adult 
but the childlike wonderment of a child. I'm like, I, I guess, like, fine. But um, if that's... It's tough. Yeah, and I'm like, and I get it too, like, especially in the case of an android, I'm like, this is a genuine tableau rasla. Like this is a right, right. this is a this is an entity that has been created and has no memories or experience or context right. for anything, and, but it does have the form of a grown adult. Um, right. But at the same time, I'm like, but also, when it comes to an android or a gynoid, you you program it, you create information, you can give it information. So it will, it's, which is not to say it won't ever have new experiences that it will learn from. It will, but like no one, for example, as a counterpoint, no one refers to data as being the equivalent of an eight year old boy. Like that is never suggested as a thing, you know? Um, he, but he is able to carry this sense of wonder because he hasn't experienced everything and he is new to certain things. Um, right. And I'm just right. like, so if you want to, like, I just don't understand. It does seem to be specifically a thing about women in these positions where someone always yeah. seems compelled to say, it's like she's 12. And I'm like, gross, don't yeah. say that. Just like, yeah, leave don't even it let be. us know that. Like, like, you don't need to know that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with just being like, they just will have new experiences because they've not experienced this before. Like, right. that's fine. Um, it, we, or even to say, like, complex human emotions is something that they have not grasped right. yet. Right. Because it is more intricate. Right. Don't put me in the position of being like, is this a thing that can actually consent to the weird sexual engagements that are right. now happening? Um, right. Because I don't want to have to do that work for morality for <laughs> I myself. I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> like, um, so nonetheless, though, as a path, a man and Eve decide that they're going to send Eve to the dating service so that... Perhaps she can learn something and perhaps attract whoever is doing this to these women. Um, mm-hmm. When they arrive at the agency, Eve is given a personality test um, by this weird creep, Tommy, um, who just is like super gross. A lot of the questions he's asking her are like word association questions. And it's like, oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what any of the words are, but he. He may as well be saying things like, what does the word turgid make you think of? And you're like, oh, okay, great. God. Like, sorry, yeah. that's a, that means basically like engorged. So I figured, um, I figured as much. I wasn't going <laughs> to ask, but I, but I, I got the, the idea because I was um, going to say a seven-year-old wouldn't know that. Well, and even aside, well, and that's the thing is like, she, this isn't because she's seven. This is because she's a gynoid. She's very literal in her responses uh, yeah. to things where, you yeah. know, like if he said the word turgid, she would give the definition for it. Right. You right, know, right. like it doesn't have, a, it doesn't evoke emotional response from her right. at all. Um, so that is the outcome of this test. Dr. Victor reviews her material and says, like, you have this incredibly high intelligence 
but you also have no emotions, according to this test. Um, <laughs> so you'll be perfect for uh, a lot of men. Well, no, the, it turns out there are zero matches for her <laughs> in the system. Uh, um, and, uh, and, and I was wondering, too, and like this, I guess, goes into your androphobia. Um, I was like... <laughs> Oh, so she's super smart, and there's literally not one man in the system who wants that, you know? Um, But he doesn't, we don't know that for sure is the reason. Um, And frankly, I'm kind of... pretend the reason is because she's an android slash seven-year-old, and that's why there's not... Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. And frankly, I'm relieved that there aren't, because there shouldn't be for this person. Um, but this is when she does feel bad about it. And she like, is like, I'm going to be alone. And what does that mean? And blah, blah, blah. And man is basically like, you know, don't worry about this because man has already, well, no, he's actually, it is actually a nice moment. He's (laughs) kind to her. And he's like, cause it was already established earlier in the show that he doesn't do these computerized things, but it like. It sounds like in the world of 2012, according to this, everyone does this. It's, it is yeah. kind of interesting in how it's kind of anticipated that now all, the only way anyone meets people is off a dating app. Like, it is seemingly sort of right in yeah. that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But man specifically doesn't like them and doesn't do them. So he's like, don't take this seriously. This is all crap. You know, whatever. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, uh, there is now another murder. And so they're like, we really have to do something, uh, to try and catch this guy. Um, and so Eve is going to go officially undercover. And I guess because this Bosco character hit on her just at the agency and they already have a suspicion about him, I guess she arranges a date with him um, outside of the dating service itself. Um, man comes to help her get ready for the date. Um, and then he leaves to sit outside and monitor the, monitor the situation when Bosco arrives. Um, mm-hmm. When Bosco does arrive, apparently um, his plan is to do a date at uh, Eve's house, like their first date, is at her house, um, and as you'll see, how do in we that, feel about that? I, you'll see in the outline. I said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that doesn't seem to be something you like. No, I, I mean, no, I would not want some rando to know even where my house is, let alone That's to true. like come in and hang out with me and have an evening in my home, like. Absolutely not. No. That's true. No. That is, no, that's true. That is dumb. And, yeah, that's dumb. And, I mean, yeah, not smart. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and in fact, like, I know that uh, during the pandemic, some people did do that, where they would, like, invite someone over for a first date in their home because, like, there was nowhere else to go. And particularly, like, if it was, like, I don't 
evening time, cold, you were sick of having a walk as a date, you know, like whatever. Oh, I, was about, I was just about to say like walk in the park, easy, done. Yeah. But well, a lot I of, guess. a lot of people still do that. And it was definitely a go-to thing during the pandemic was to suggest like, how about we get a coffee and have a walk around or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like people get sick of doing that. So whatever. Fair enough. Um, but I yeah, I don't want someone at my house. You're right. That is like I don't. I don't even think. I mean, I. I'm, this isn't a judgment thing. This is more just like, if I had been in a pandemic situation where that was like my only option, I really don't think I would do it. Um, okay. Question then. In a scenario where let's pretend that's the only option is like going to someone's house. Would you prefer to go to their house, be in their domain, or you prefer them to come to you? If that's, those are your only options. I know. That's a tough call because, like, on the one hand, I'm like, I think maybe for safety's sake, I would rather go to theirs so that they wouldn't know where mine was. Um, right. But they could kill you at, your, at theirs. They, well, they could do that at either place. <laughs> I know, I know, but I mean, like, I don't know why I have some sort of, like, yeah. They could kill me at either one, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd rather be found dead in their place, because then the police, (laughs) the police would know what happened. did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Okay. And that's, then, like, it wouldn't have tainted your nice place. That's correct. But, like, yes. <laughs> but the thing, and the thing, too, like, about being at their place, I feel well, like I've heard other people say this, too. Like, because some people, I think, even when we're talking about, like, not the threat of being murdered, when you're talking about, like, even just, like, <laughs> in a comfort more, like, dating, level. Dating. Yeah. Yeah. Some people really prefer, like, oh, we do stuff at my place, oh, we do stuff at their place, based on being able to say, like, I've heard one person be like, oh, I just, like, really like being at home. I feel better, like, when I'm in my space. And then the other person was like, yeah, I get that. But I like to be, I think it's much easier to be able to say, like, I have to go than, like, can you please go? Yes. Oh, yes. Being at someone else's house means you can leave Anytime. Whenever you want, yeah. If someone comes to your house, you do have to find a way to, to like, be out. like, <laughs> I invite you to go away from me now. <laughs> you so, just had to plan the thing for yourself. We were like, I'm leaving. Yes. I feel like that's what I would do. Yes. And so like, I'm going somewhere, so you, by default, must leave. Yeah. That's like, I've got a real early tennis match. Just please go. <laughs> And then, like, you end up dating, and they're like, remember when you played tennis? I'd be like, oh. Yeah, you're like, that was a lie (laughs) to get you out of my house. (laughs) Um, And if if we were meant to be, that person would understand and not hold, like, any hurt in their heart because of it. Or you just, like, learn how to play tennis, and, like, it's a long con. Yeah. Well, then you've conned yourself into becoming a tennis pro. Like, that's the outcome of that. And I guess that's not so bad. In the in the grand scheme, yeah, Um, but no, I do think this is a weird and ballsy thing to be like. Our first date is going to be in your place, and then 
At not only that, so he shows up at her place, but then he's got this whole plan where he's like, we're going to watch this movie, and I've brought this picnic and, like, all this stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. Huge red flags. Like, Huge if, red flags. If you want to have it, like, I'm like, that's an, a, an evening that should be happening at your place if you're doing all yes. this whole thing. Not you inviting yourself to my place to do this whole thing. Um, yes. And I will say it was, like, also a very funny blast from the past because when he shows her what movie he's brought, he takes out, like, a giant disc that's, like, the size oh, of a record. And he's I like, forgot. here we go. We're going to watch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that um, was supposed to be futuristic at that time. Yeah, I guess, like, it kind of maybe was meant to... I, I don't think Blu-ray... No, Blu-ray wouldn't have been out in the early 90s, but it kind of ha- no. maybe was a bit like that. Um, yeah. Which was actually weirdly appropriate to the time. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, this is, we all, uh, the reason for this as the first date becomes apparent immediately because Bosco starts to try and make out with Eve and she's not interested. He doesn't really back off. And so Eve uh, subdues him because she's a gynoid. Um <clears throat> And man, like, busts through the door and uh, arrests uh, Bosco. Uh, although it's unclear to me exactly what the arrest is for. Um, Being a creep? I guess. But again, if we arrested everyone who's a creep. <laughs> yeah. The, we like, really thin the population if, out there. Dude, if cheaters, we'd already lose probably half of the population to cheating. Like, if we just had people then who we were just creeps, creeps to that. <laughs> we'd lose 75% or more. Oh, I might like, up it. Yeah, I might say it could be 85, 90. Yeah, so he gets arrested. Um, weirdly, Eve starts having... There's already... The, this also was weird. They start... Eve, in particular, starts having flashbacks, although man has some flashbacks as well. And they're just flashing back to like 13 minutes before in the show. <laughs> and I'm like, we remember. You don't, I don't know who this is for that you're doing these flashbacks. Um, but like, <laughs> That's bas- basically, man says, I don't think Bosco is actually the guy who's killing these women because look how he behaved. He was so gross. So immediately, these women would have thrown him out. They wouldn't have. They would set have up, gotten all the way to the bathtub. Right. They wouldn't have gotten in the bathtub and set up all these candles and like had this champagne. Yeah. So this likely isn't whoever we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so man leaves with Bosco, who I guess is still being arrested for being a creep. Um, <clears throat> Meanwhile, Tommy, the guy who do, who had done Eve's test, I guess earlier that day, though I don't know for sure. I don't know the time passage in this show. No, I couldn't tell at all. Um, and he's like, hey, I, I wanted to talk to you about your test results or whatever. And she's like, okay. And he reveals to her that actually he is her perfect match. And for whatever reason, Dr. Victor didn't want to tell her this. And he has brought the same champagne that has appeared at the crime scenes. So Uh-oh. Eve is like, I got to follow this thread. So just before she leaves with Tommy, she calls um, man to say, I think it's Tommy. 
um, this is the situation. I'm going out on a date with him. And he's like, wait, what date? Huh? Click. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so in the meantime, man then goes to Dr. Victor's house to ask about Tommy's background. Um, and Dr. Victor reveals that Tommy has been repeatedly disciplined for being a creep. Um, and this, this also sadly is true as true as it was in 1992 as it is now, which is like, there certainly seems to be a, a world that you and I can never access because we're women, but where men of a certain persuasion keep doing random, disgusting, weirdo shit, and everyone's like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And you're like, you fired this guy? Like, you it's very easy. Out of here. Like, yeah. Um, no, it's not. It, it, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, like, Again, I don't. I am not fully against this world where we arrest people for being creeps. <laughs> I, I recognize that it really thins out the population, but. I mean, it does depend on the level of creepitude that the person sure. is engaging with. Because if they're just someone sure. who, like, literally is like, I hang out on the street and I make people uncomfortable, I'm like, I, you're allowed to do that. Like, I'm sorry, but you're allowed to do that. But if it's, like, someone sure. who's like, oh, yeah, I work at a dating agency and I troll through all the women and then I start calling them late at night and yeah. breathing heavy on their phone. I'm like, yeah, that's, you got to go to jail. Prison. Like, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, CEOs, CEOs, <laughs> like, touching the secretaries because they can get away with it. Prison. I mean, yeah. like, any, like, I'm not talking just, like, you know, some people that might be considered creepy on the street because they don't look, like, good or yeah. something like yeah. that. No, I'm talking, like, I want the big wigs. Yeah, Prison. yeah, for sure. And and even the small wigs, like this Tommy guy clearly has no power or anything to right, speak right, of. Right. But he, but what little amount of power he does have, he is using inappropriately Correct. to be a creeper. Right. Um, so right. he, and he's be, and his, and the fact that he's been disciplined and it's done nothing means he needs to be fucking fired. Like that's, yep. that's the outcome of that. But it doesn't happen. Yep. Meanwhile, Tommy has taken Eve to this fancy company condo um, to impress her. And I, again, this was like really like triggering to me in terms of its like uh, prescience for the for now, right? Um, because Tommy on this date question mark, I don't know what he thinks this is. Um, but he basically talks to her endlessly about how he's such a nice guy, but so therefore no girls like him because he's invisible to women. And I'm like, listen, man, if you were this, like, I do hate that narrative. I really hate that I know. narrative. Because I'm like, listen, dude, if you were this fucking nice, like if you really are this like standout, stand up man in the world, um, women would notice you. There's, there's, no, uh, hi, if there's any men that listen to this, I literally don't know if there are. The <laughs> nice guy, <laughs> and especially with all the things I say, you'd probably be like, fuck that. But yeah. like, uh, actually, actually, I know, like, I know more than two men have listened to at oh least no. one episode of this okay, show. Okay, I take it back with so. everything I've said. Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, not to be polarizing, but I will say that there is no such thing. And I know I'm only one person. There is not a thing where it is like women don't like nice guys. That is not real. No, no. That's all. In fact, most women are like out there being like, it sure would be wonderful. And nice dare to find I say, a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Dare I say nice if I could find a guy who, you know, would text me back. That would be nice. Or, is, or, or <laughs> like, like is, is nice, like even just like likes me a little bit, like yeah. actually likes me as a human being. Yeah, it would be so wonderful if I could find a guy who thinks it's nice to, I don't know, hang nice. out once a week and not make me feel bad about myself each time we hang out. That would be great. Sure would like it's to find that guy. <laughs> it's literally not a thing. So if you're not, like, if you're striking out, which let's also be clear, plenty of people do. Like, it's yes. not, it's like, yes. it's not necessarily a character defect, but... It is not because you're too nice. <laughs> no, no, right <laughs> it is not because you're too nice. One hundo percent. Um, <laughs> it, it may be because you go on and on endlessly about how nice you are. That could be Correct. a turn off. That could be part yep. one. Um, yeah. If you think like all women like are assholes and jocks and whatever, I'm first and first of all, I'm like, don't use the word jocks if you're over 25 um, well, that's also, part of the problem. You could also be looking at the wrong women. Yes. You also have to be, you have to be honest with yourself and say, hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> am I, am I seeking out women who potentially are not a good are fit a, not for me? Interested, yeah. Not interested in me and also be most likely out of my league because I am a dumpster troll. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding about the last part. But like, but truly, no. Like, I mean, part of the reason why the captain of the football team dates the cheerleader is because it's not just that they're both of equal attractiveness level, although right. that is a part. They actually have similar interests, like and things. Yeah, you have to be real with yourself, and you have to be real with yourself. Like I know it's not all about looks, and it's not all about like leagues, or you know, it could be a little touchy subject, I guess, for people. But like, let's be real here. Like, you know, if I was like going out on a date, I'm not looking for like Ryan Gosling or like I don't know someone else that somebody finds attractive yeah. or like really. We've already like, firmly established on this show that your sense of handsomeness is very different from what might be considered mainstream. So I do find Ryan Gosling handsome. If that's oh, like, well, that is helpful. That's good. Yeah. Um, no, I do find him attractive. But yeah, no. If you feel that women just somehow run away from you then yeah. there, here are some basic bits of advice that I can offer. Um, what's your shower regime and how... <laughs> I'm not kidding. Also, I'm not kidding. I know you're not. Shower regime, personal hygiene, teeth brushing. These things oh are not God. to be underestimated as an important component. That's really low-hanging fruit. Dude, if you I was think... If you think that isn't a major issue that some men somehow seem to think women are shallow because they don't want to be around someone who fucking smells, you're wrong. Men think that women are shallow because of that. Because of that alone. Wow. Okay, that's wild. I was going to say also, you might want to invest in therapy. Like, like That's a great yourself. idea. That's a great and idea. Be- <laughs> 
and being self-reflective is is an attractive feature. Well, see, I'm talking about quick fixes, things that you could do literally starting yeah, 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 yeah. from the moment you stop listening to this podcast. Like, cause do listen to the end and then and then so like listen to the end of this podcast, then go brush your then teeth. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> brush your teeth and floss them. Do both. Um, then now I feel like my do, breath smells now that we're talking about it. Then do a solid shower time. <laughs> then make sure your clothes are similarly clean and don't stink of your bodily stink. If you do those three things, those three things alone, I guarantee will result in a 12% uptick in what women think wow. of you. At least. I, at wow, least. I'm... I'm genuinely afraid now that you've said that so seriously. Whoa. No. And then and then there are some like longer term things. You've said therapy, I agree with that. Some longer term things you could work on are are you interesting? To can you <laughs> Oh man, this is why don't we have a dating show? I think we should just like <laughs> I think we should change up the format, and this is just like dating advice. Oh dating no! Dating advice one hundred and one. Dude, take a it would be it would oh be terrible because I just say the same things every time. Um, this, and and the dating advice is always just like, "Have you showered lately?" Like, yeah, yeah. It's my it's it's akin to my, oh my other God. kind of set of beliefs of like when anyone's feeling like physically poorly or even to some degree like mentally or emotionally poorly. Typically, my first question is, how much water have you had today? Because, oh, no. you know, like, if you feel weird, it might be because you're dehydrated. Then question two is, how did you sleep? Are you just overtired? <laughs> and then my third question is, yeah. are you hungry? Like, and once we troubleshoot those three questions, then I will be much more willing and able to deal with, like, whatever might be emotionally or physically happening issue. to you after that because I'm like we've, oh we've trouble shot all these things um oh God. I love the question of are you interesting holy shit oh wow well, I mean dude that is a that is the holy well, grail but, of the question do yeah, but, anything the, like well I mean but it's because some people aren't right yes some people aren't <clears throat> terribly interesting and that's true but like it is it it is it's like you don't have to be interesting to everyone you just have to be interesting to the type of person you want to find like so right just figure that out and then I mean it's listen it's a fucking crapshoot like like going around just like bouncing around the world like trying to find someone else who like happens to like be compatible compatible with you like it's a it's a crazy thing to do yes 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 so while I empathize with Tommy in his maybe feeling like he's unlucky in love I mean I do I I feel that way so I get that I certainly don't sit around saying nobody likes a nice girl nobody (laughs) likes a nice girl only ever men only want bitches and hoes and like you know, whatever. I'm like, no, <laughs> I have plenty to offer somebody. No, you're looking in the wrong place and if that's what you think. Yeah. I'm like, I, my main problem is primarily that people only talk via dating apps and I'm not on one. So like, what am I to do? And yeah. And I'm smart enough to know, I like objectively know that's true. I'm like, I am not on dating apps. So therefore I am not dating. There is no one to blame but myself. <laughs> 
Like, right. that's it. I mean, yeah, it would, yeah, it would be like, how come I don't have any dates? And then I'd be like, well, it's because you go to the gym and then you go to your house. Where, who are right. You? Who are you meeting <laughs> on that route? <laughs> like, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is just the way of our lives. Um, yeah. Now, to return to this show, in this world, dating seems to be happening quite easily and regularly because Tommy's now on this date with Eve that she doesn't want to be on. Meanwhile, nice. Man has ended up on a date with Adrian at her house. I don't know why in 2012 everyone's going on dates in each other's homes. It's like kind of a It's weird probably just thing. easier than doing like a restaurant scene where you need to get extras. Well, yeah, that, yes, 100% <laughs> that for this show. Um... <laughs> So now Adrian, and in this case it's useful because it moves us along, which is to say that man is on this date with this woman, Adrian, who's like the secretary at the dating agency. And she mm-hmm. brings out this same bottle of champagne that has appeared at all of the different crime scenes. And man is like, whoa, 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 where did this come from? And she's like, oh, this is champagne that Dr. Victor keeps at his company house and he like bring and he like shares it with us sometimes. And in particular, what she knows is that Tommy goes to the company house when Dr. Victor doesn't know he's there. And so I almost wondered if what Adrian was suggesting was that she kind of blackmails Tommy for this fancy champagne so that she won't tell Dr. Victor mm. that he goes there or something. Mm. Um, and yet, maybe this isn't the case because then we jump back to the fancy condo. And Dr. Victor shows up, and he's got a gun. Um, and he explains, and and what I couldn't quite work out is if, in fact, he works together with Tommy or not. That wasn't clear to me. Yeah. But basically, he says that, like, he has been attracted to Eve since she came to the agency, and he has killed... All the women that he's been attracted to. So these, I guess by now it's been three other women. Um, And the reason he kills them is because they distract him from his very important dating agency work. What? That's so weird. Yes. it's Well, because he even says, like, so she... In the context of this, he's like, yes, I kill these women because my attraction for them will, like, distract me from my path of, like, developing... I guess I don't know why that doesn't make that like I mean me. I understand that a dating service is a good service an important one as clearly with the amount of time we've talked but about having it. women that he's um, attracted to being on it distracts him so much that he must kill them I don't know that is well, definitely because, weird because then he goes on to say that love doesn't exist so what I'm not sure about is like, and I don't, and this show does not tell us this, but I'm like, is the whole thing that like Dr. Victor wanted to use this, the power of the computer program that he's developed, like for something else, but he like is trialing it with dating and then it will go on to be something, you know, quote unquote, more important later. And that, you know, like, I don't know mm. if that's what is supposed to be his mind set in this moment. I don't know. I don't Um, get that. But needless to say, no sooner does this happen. We don't even really need to care about it because, um, man busts in and he manages to electrocute 
Dr. Victor. I don't know if Dr. Victor dies or not, to be honest. Um, And then the final scene is they're back at the police station and Eve basically feels more confused about love than when she started, which is fair because so do I at the end of this. Yeah, truly. That's it. That's the show. Woof indeed. Um, (laughs) So, yawns and eye rolls. Uh, For yawns, one yawn is, uh, this kept me engaged, uh, no notes. And ten yawns is, this was a real struggle, lots of notes. What would you give it? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, it was only like 45 minutes, so it's like... And it's not like the story was, like, complicated. It was a little bit boring, because I feel like for 45 minutes, they could have sped some things up a bit. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll say, like, four. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I might go down to a three, because I, like, was fine during it, but... Um, I mean, I was fine, don't get me wrong, but it was like I could have used a little bit more... Yeah, yeah. I like this is not I as did, good. Like, her hair. We didn't talk about her oh, hair. Oh yeah, she did have some good hairstyles. She had some good hairstyles and she had some good looks as well. Yes. Okay. Question about her look. I don't want to like eat up time, but when at the end when she's like in the sort of like goldish slash nude colored bathing suit. Oh was that right, that to be bathing her, like, suit. Naked? That's a great question, and maybe we could have understood better if the picture quality had been yeah. good because I too at first was like wait is is that is she quote unquote naked or is that a bathing suit yeah that's suit? what I sort of read it as yeah or is that a bathing suit but that's like, just why like why would she have been naked I well like were they gonna they were by a pool weren't they I guess they were gonna go swimming I guess maybe I was reading that wrong and maybe the picture quality made it look more yeah, looking than it really yeah. was. Yeah, um, I mean, I think anyway, it was meant she is to beautiful, be. Like, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And her hair, I, like, she had that dark, great long, flowing yeah. hair is and like yeah. super thick and like was always good. Yeah, like even when she had those cool ponytails that involved like yeah twists around at the back and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she had great hair for that. And I also liked yeah. her outfit that was like that sort of. Um, like high collar Asian dress, dress inspired yeah. thing as well, which was very yeah, that was of that great. era. Um, yes. And by that era, I mean the early nineties, not twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then for eye rolls, we can say one eye roll is. Yeah, I mean, I get this world. It all has a sense to itself. Um, and ten eye rolls is like this is just. I don't know, like a cacophony of nonsense. Um, hmm. What would you give it? I mean, there's a lot of mismatching in this world, I would say. Mm. The fact that she's seven years old emotionally is mm. troubling. Mm. The The idea of it being 2012, though things are mostly 90s-ish. Yes. Um, I, think I, might, I think I might say like a seven. Okay. Oh, interesting. I would maybe do more like a five, mainly because 
as kind as weird as some of the elements that you just pointed to are, <laughs> I did sort of find this a bit dry as things go. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't seem super campy or super interesting or anything. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of quite middle of the road in this sense. That's fair. Um, so finally, mm-hmm. did you like this and would you recommend it? Um, no. And no. <laughs> um, it wasn't like an assault to me. Mm. But I definitely wouldn't recommend it. And mainly because of the quality. Like I've said, yeah. it's just like not really that enjoyable to watch because I couldn't really like fully get into it because I felt very it was literally blurry yeah yeah I think I'm also a no and no on this not just because it's harder to find and so that you're gonna have kind of not great uh experience of watching it but also because like genuinely I'm like I just don't this isn't the content isn't great either. Yeah, it just isn't very good. And there's other things that we you could watch that in some cases that we've even talked about that like are in the same kind of vein that I think yeah. function a lot better. Like um, I think we did an I mean, episode a of this. It, it only went on for, for like nine four, episodes. Four episodes four, that for yeah. yeah. Um, like I think I'm now remembering we, I mean, I think we did talk about this long ago. Like the, if you want a cop drama, that's an Android and a police officer as a partner, then almost human is a much better version of that. Um, I can't remember which one that was, but yeah, that had like, um, Kurt Urban. The smart house. Was that and, the one where there was a smart house or something? Mm, I can't remember now Um, but yeah there's there are things that are kind of have elements of this that work much better than this one does so those are the things you should watch not this Um, yeah the only thing man and machine has together is a semi clever title for the show Um, (laughs) yeah and that is it Um, Well, anyway, thank you, Amy. I am Sarah, and we will see you next week in space. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.